Clustered conversations. Clustered conversations. By Wecker. Hello and welcome to Clustered Conversations. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm your other host, Bob. And thank you for joining us again for another episode. Today's a bit special. It's a little bit different. We just had kind of a, a big announcement for our new 4.0 release that's coming out here pretty soon. Kind of a vision casting, you know, what we're expecting to do with this new version, what we really mm -hmm. want to see in the direction that we're taking Weka, And one of those directions being multi-cloud. So previously, we've had great support for AWS and being able to go in there, use CloudFormation templates, stand up your cluster in a matter of what, 20, 30 minutes or so, depending on however fast the internet's going that day. <laughs> um, and now we're moving out. We're, we're supporting more and more clouds. Bob, like which ones, which ones oh. are we going for right now? We've talked a little bit about before, and you know, not so secretly, Oracle Cloud, right? We've got uh, mm -hmm. support for them now. And a uh, new one that we're working in is at least today, we've got working Google Cloud. But we uh, haven't cloud. fully released it yet, but we definitely support their objects for uh, for our S3. And, uh, you know, uh, other clouds are coming very quickly. And Oracle's cloud, is, as, you, as you've uh, said mm -hmm. multiple times this last week, is their their object store just works. So it we, does uh, just work, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. so we support them out the gate. So, yeah, multi-cloud. So now we're in uh, three big clouds and working fantastically. we got customers yeah. actually across all three now. Yeah, that, that's like a really amazing thing, being able to use whichever cloud provider you prefer, whatever, like realistically, the reason I've always seen people going multi-cloud, um, and you know, this is just my opinion, um, is that every cloud is different. Every provider has some niche that they're really, really good at, something mm -hmm. that differentiates Absolutely. them. And, and being able to support all of them allows you to move between any of them so that yep. you can, at, at a whim, at, a, at your desire, go and actually make use of the features you need to make use of. Well, and if you're, yeah, if your jobs change or your business changes or the way you want to process something changes, something new comes out, you can move to the other cloud that has that service now and kick it off and start running. Uh, you know, we found some really interesting shapes inside of Oracle that gives us high performance and high throughput that's uh, at a lesser cost than some other places. If that's what you need, it's a good place for supercomputing. And Google, we got customers who want to go in there because they don't want to be in Amazon and, uh, you know, compete internally. <laughs> so, yeah, or they want to make use of like BigQuery or yep. uh, the other sort of features that are inside of, of GCP. There's you know, lots of different reasons to kind of be using all the different clouds. And, and why Absolutely. not? Why not use and all the clouds? Isn't, and people will move back and forth. Yep, people will move back and forth as they need to. And uh, we want to support them wherever they take their data, right? Exactly. The data is the hardest part to move around. If we can help them get it from place to place. Yeah, okay. I remember the term data gravity. Oh yeah, it's a data sinkhole. Still a theory though, still just a theory, that gravity yeah. thing, it's not quite a law, but yeah. we're still working on that. Working we'll get there someday. That. We'll get there someday, exactly. All right, so what else we got? We got incremental snapshot updates, right? We got those things coming mm -hmm. out now. Uh, what does that mean? We're going down the federated space for file systems, right? The ability to have Weka clusters in multiple sites, keeping the data in sync at multiple sites. This is the first step into that, right? Our capability will be take a snapshot at site A, send that snapshot into an Amazon or uh, Oracle, or anybody else's S3. And somebody's site, object store. Yes, yeah, somebody's object store. And at that secondary site, wherever you have another cluster, you point to that same snapshot, you mount it, and you're able to read from it. So now you have a point in time copy. Now what's really nice is you'd be working on it and reading data from it. And if site A updates that snapshot, you download it locally, update it, while mounted and a new data just appears. That's amazing. That's going to be yeah. really super useful, especially for like M&E workloads where you have assets, you know, sets right. of assets that 
need to be everywhere like at, at the same exact time. And, you know, you've got your, your artists anywhere in the world, they're all completely disparate. And then having just a central re- repo that they all have to access and download from just takes time. It's slow, right? right. You, you download from there and now you've got 13 different copies everywhere and everyone's working off of different data. If instead you've got that one master copy and yeah. you do that incremental snapshot download and restore, now everyone sees exactly the same assets. And only the incremental changes need to be updated. So it doesn't need to take the entire file system. So it updates only the incremental pieces, updates the right. metadata. And while you're right. mounted, you can all of a sudden see all these new files pop up that were you know, moved over yeah. there. Now, it's right now, basically one writer, one, one site is the controller and the other one is the, the child process. The consumers. Yeah. Consumers, that's a better way to do it. And so <laughs> you, you, you don't want to have, uh, you don't want to be writing data to both places because one will supersede the other. So we'll, you know, we'll figure that out as we move along. But we'll have uh, some guardrails around that. And we'll explain to people how it works. And I mean, also going to be great for like genomics workloads where you need to have like a sequence shared around to, to different areas. We're doing the same work on uh, in, in different different clouds, different geos, whatever. Well, I was talking uh, to a bunch of um, uh, geologists that they're doing research, and what they want to do is be able to keep data in sync around the world, so that multiple people from different institutes can work on the same data. Right. So. Uh, that's I think that's another one that's going to be very very useful. So, what else we got, Josh? What else is in this new four uh, O launch? This new four O launch, we are finally going GA with our multi container, and what that is allowing us to do is that usually uh, on a single container we'd allow you to use nineteen cores, nineteen mm-hmm. physical CPU cores on that system, which by and large, unlike systems up until now, would give you an incredible amount of performance, but. We've got systems out there now, like those AMD Epics that are you know, 64 cores on a single processor. Yep. We, you know, Intel Intel CPU is doing like 56 or something cores in a processor, and then being able to do multiple processors in a system, you know, you know upwards of 100 plus physical cores. And if if that system is dedicated to Weka, and you can only use 19 before, right. now now you can use a lot more. So you can throw a lot more horsepower and see even even higher performance density like what i think we were just doing some multi-container testing on a system we had like 24 drives in this thing it was a i think it was a dell r750 it's like 24 nvmes just like a six node system we were doing 9.7 million read iops against that system and i don't even think we actually we i don't think on the reads we had actually tapped it out quite yet i think we needed more clients to drive the workload so, so I only had 100 gig connections on these uh, these um, DL380s I'm playing with, and mm-hmm. I create a multi-container configuration because I had 22 drives. And uh, you you looked at it and thought oh, I was crazy because I was getting almost 12 gigabytes a second out of each <laughs> one of the systems. So uh, basically, uh, by getting all that processing out of the way, we can fully saturate that that 100 gig link, even you know almost to the point where it seems unreasonably ridiculous. I do like unreasonable. Yes. So it was a it was a nice little test. Now, now I'm playing around with other stuff on there, but that's neither here nor there. But it's fun because multi container we can do in the past, but it hasn't been GA and simple. So now it's GA and simple. So exactly. it's going to be uh, allow us to do some other cool features with with our clusters. Yeah, cool. those new cool features are going to be pretty cool. Talk about that soon. Yeah, but and it, talking of speaking of hardware. Yeah, we got the uh, the new Intel eight ten cards. So I was about uh, to say, I hear there's more than just <laughs> one pro- one uh, producer of network cards that can do hundred gig. Right. So we got the Intel eight ten cards. We've supported the Intel seven ten for a long time, but we needed some uh, some uh, driver work to be done to make the eight ten work. But now it's uh, supported in GA, so you can use them 
with your clusters going forward. So now we can have uh, a second vendor for cards, which makes our lives a lot easier since uh, the the whole supply chain of uh, chips out there. <laughs> there is still rough. that thing going on, right? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're still chasing cards. The cards just seem to be like the, the, they, they seem to be the long tail on most of the deals that we work on. Drives, oh, yeah. seem, we can find drives, we can find motherboards, but a hard time finding network cards. It is the NICs that are the unobtainium right now. Exactly. So then uh, now that we get network cards, we can talk out of that network with uh, something new. What's that, Josh? Mm, that would be NFS 4 and 4.1 support. Yep. So uh, here yep. we go. If you're the, the guy out there who wants NFS 4, we got it for you now. Right? Or if uh, you've got that requirement where, hey, you know, NFS 4 is is the new hotness. It, it is what is required. You know, NFS 3 is, what, 18-something years old at this point? Like, yeah. You know, talk about a long-lived protocol, right? It does done amazing work. still works great, but there's room for improvement. And yep. NFS so 4.0, N- it is that improvement. Yep. If you need NFS 4 and 4.1, absolutely, we can support it. But, I mean, obviously, if you're going to be using NFS, you might as well look at our POSIX agent. You might right? as well look at the POSIX <laughs> agent. You get a lot, lot better performance off the POSIX agent, but uh, exactly NFS four will be there for those who need it for uh, you know we call them access protocols, but they, they do fairly good. I mean, they'll do yeah. you know pretty good performance, but they are really more for editing files and things like that, not for yeah. running the jobs. You're gonna run the jobs. You want to go over the, uh, uh, the the hundred gig, and you want to go over our POSIX or GPU Direct and RDMA and get yourself exactly. that line speed. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Great for throughput. Still yep. a little bit challenged on IOP and latency, but yep, there's ways around that. So, well, so we finally moved into yeah, we've moved into the 2010s with our new GUI. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the last GUI was pretty nice. It was yeah, like it was nice that, and that. Uh, reactive. You hover over things, it zooms in, zooms it out. Was, but now it was, a, it was a fantastically simple, but it was a very simple GUI. And now we've got it a was more a very simple GUI. Yeah, we have a more interactive, more live GUI with that. It's more 2020. All right. HTML5, right? Yep. And it's uh, very nice and very slick. And, and where the updates before, like every five seconds, now the updates are, are instantaneous. I mean, it's really nice to watch the thing. It work. is really live. Oh, yeah. 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 And more importantly, the, the basic dashboard that you see, like right when you log in, is yeah. more focused on monitoring the solution. It's right. not so much on what does my logical solution look like? How are many little dots and squares and stuff do we have on the, on the dashboard? It is, what's my performance? What yeah. are my alerts? Like, what's my capacity looking like? Give me give me that super high level stuff right now, right off the bat. I'll dig into everything else later. Yep. It's a, I log in and there's all the information I need to know that makes me happy. I can oh, see yeah. uh, hot spots. I can see systems that are being bullies or the, the systems that are running the hardest on the system. And, uh, you know, give you a quick glimpse yeah, yeah. into your world. Yeah, those nice. top clients. That's, that, that is super, super useful. Absolutely. Yep. And now we got ourselves a cluster. We got ourselves a GUI. We got some protocols and cards and all that. Oh my! Now, uh, how do we, uh, you know, manage that going forward as we upgrade and move forward? What's the yeah? I hear there's that? new versions that come out every once in a while. <laughs> yep. How do we and get so, to those? Well, we got we got our new uh, non-disruptive upgrade features coming into the product, right? We've uh, been working on it. The, the multi-containers part of it. Mm-hmm. The uh, mm-hmm. the the protocols are part of it, right? We want to be able to give you access to data all the time. So we've done a lot of work to make sure that the upgrade can go smoothly, easily, and and within an ability to not knock you off your file system, right? Um, <laughs> Little things like that. But, yeah. You know, we've been doing upgrades for quite a long time. I mean, you know, I've been here a while now, and mm-hmm. most upgrades finish in time, but the clusters are getting bigger. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're oh, getting yeah. bigger, and they're getting exactly. bigger. And so and you know, I get we got customers right now who just de- deployed an eighty node cluster. That was our first cluster. So it's uh, 80, 80 physical servers running 21.9 petabytes. 
right? It's a jumping in feet first there, yeah. And that's the first half of the cluster. They're going to add the other half later. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. And so, yeah, we, we uh, non-disruptive upgrades are a little more interesting when you're managing, you know, eighty some odd hosts, and you're managing five hundred and sixty clients, and then you've mm-hmm. got S three people coming in, NFS and SMB, and everybody else in this mother trying to access data at all times. So. We want to make it as simple as possible, and that's why we've gone oh, yeah. to this work of updating the infrastructure underneath Weka to improve the performance and improve the uh, the, the upgradability and supportability of the product. So, yeah, because hurting those cats on an upgrade of making sure that, you know, you say you're mounting NFS, make sure all your NFS is unmounted, all your SMB clients are unmounted, going back and double-checking and waiting for the sign-off, and then, yo, here's the go time, and you go and, you you know, you turn off data services, and, uh, somebody starts complaining because, well, you missed <laughs> you missed someone because that always happens, right? Unless you, unless you get it absolutely perfect, and, man, it feels good when you get it perfect, but that is that is absolutely a challenge. Being able to, to do it non-disruptively instead, way more better. So. Oh, so much better. And, you know, we've been working on this for quite a while, and I'm very excited to see it come out. Um, you know, it, this 4.0 release is going to be interesting. I mean, we, we even did more with Weka Home. Most customers don't know Weka Home, but it's uh, very important to us internally because it is our internal monitoring tool for the cl- clusters. So it keeps track of, you know, systems up and down, any kind of errors that you see, uh, proactively opens cases if there's a, a an issue with a client and things like yeah. that. So, and then often we contact the customer and go, hey, look, this client had this, uh, this blip. Oh yeah. Oh, it looks like the network went bad. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it is always the network. It's always the network. But uh, so we fixed quite a bit of things. Um, with uh, one of my customers, they 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 found a race condition that, that we hadn't ever seen before with a particular application they're running. And so our guys helped them chase it down. And between the two of us, figure out how to fix it. And now there's a fix in the uh, the cluster in the client software, so that race condition doesn't happen anymore. So, I do enjoy you know, a good race, though. Oh, yeah, it, it's exciting. always fun to watch. Uh, you know how our support works, and we get to move stuff forward all through the uh, the process. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's I those know. are the kind of the highlights of four zero. Yeah, it's not those are the highlights. I mean, these are this is a big release for us, I mean, a big launch to get us ready to uh, be yeah to be that that next generation kind of file system that we we have been all along, but make us more palatable more easier to consume for a lot of our customers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We've had a lot of customers go, hey, I'd love to run you, but you're not in Google. I go, great. So Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and uh, let's fix that problem. Then you get, uh, we'd love to run you, but uh, you know, I got these 128 cores and I don't want to burn 19 and leave the rest hanging. Okay, well, let's solve that problem. So absolutely, every bit of it. And then NFS V4 is always one of those check boxes that Mm -hmm. that shows up on RFEs all the time. So let's. uh, (laughs) Might as well just support it. Let's just, let's go. Let's get it out there. So we're happily supporting it. Now we'll have POSIX, NFS v3, NFS v4, NFS v4, 4.1, yep. uh, SMB. Uh, and then we've got, uh, did I say S3? S3. And, and S3. well, and, and on the, on, on the SMB, like not just SMB, but SMB multi-channel, SMB direct. Absolutely. So, SMB RDMA. Fancy. Yep. And then uh, the RDMA as well as GP direct. So we're becoming a little bit of a, a that's a couple a of protocols. That's yeah. a few ways to access. And it'll get you there, all of them fast. So that's what you're going to get from us. Weka is fast. And uh, there's a theme. Billions and billions of IOPS. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. our next. You and I got to get to the 100 million IOP. That's our next goal, I think, for, for one of your benchmarks. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I awesome. think that's it, man. Well, thank you very much for joining me this time, Josh. You're welcome. Thank you, all the audience, for listening in. And uh, all right. We'll talk well, to you next time. For Cluster Conversations, I'm Bob. 
I'm Josh. 